0: Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Green Cast podcast. Um, this is the podcast for Peak Teens for Climate. Uh, we called it in the episode the Peak Teens for Climate podcast, I think, but we changed the name after we recorded the episode. Um, I'm just doing this little quick audio thing just to warn you that you know this is our first episode, so there are some you know cuts that we didn't anticipate, like the recording cut out and the uh, like visuals the video is kind of choppy if you're watching it on a video and not just audio um but the audio was pretty good throughout um you can hear it pretty well except for the parts that got cut out but uh yeah so here's the first episode of the green cast podcast Welcome to the first episode of the Peak Teens for Climate podcast. I am your co-host, I guess, Joey Fleming, and I'm here with Samantha. How are you? Hello. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have our, our third, and uh, what I like to call the Holy Trinity of our hosting, um, you know, apparatus here. At Luke, he is away, um, but. Samantha, I understand you have something prepared very special for this first ever episode, so please take it away.
1: So, just wanted to start off with some, like, interesting news. In Finland recently, they, like, they have an app, and you can, like, track how much carbon you use, basically, if you put it in. My dad and literally they, they told me that. And they give you like that. free money, with like how much, depending on oh. how much you use, and you can spend it spend it on like bus tickets and cake.
0: <laughs> what a range! Are those so, the only two things, or is there like everything in between?
1: Okay, Melanie, if you can click on the article, I sent it in the chat. Do you know what type?
0: Time- but here. I'll click okay. on it. Don't worry. Um,
1: it's just like a cute thing. Like you have like a carbon allowance, like a quota. And like 2,000 in their town. All
0: right. I got it pulled up here. Eco-friendly behavior in this Finnish town gets you What? What does that say? Here, let me fix this. All right. Eco-friendly behavior in this Finnish town gets you free cake. Nice. Um, A little north of Helsinki. I don't want to read this whole thing. Wait, it says currently 44% of trips are considered sustainable. Well, that's pretty cool. My dad told me about one, an app like that, except it's in Great Britain. And it tracks your carbon footprint, but the issue with that is that it was made by a petroleum company, so I don't know how mu- how accurate it is. You know, <laughs> like it could it could be quite different than what the truth is. But yeah, um, yeah, it's fine.
1: Not surprising. Yeah.
0: Okay. Do you want to get started with watching videos? We have some videos uh, to uh, to watch, and I just want to preface. I've picked three very prominent voices in the uh, conservative environment. One of them is known for for the so you already know who I am, or who I'm talking about. The second one is, um, how do I put this, his uh, a, what is it? head writer got fired because he's a racist. And the third one is banned on Twitter. So let's get started. Um... I think it's going to be like the best thing that anyone's ever seen. Um, But first off, before we get into that, some big news for the environment. Can you guys see my screen? Just wondering. Yep. All right. Good. Um, No. Yes. Okay, whatever. Uh, But I have an article up from the New York Times, those who are listening audio wise, not video. Um, and Markey Ed Markey held off Joe Kennedy in the Massachusetts primary. And those of you who don't know who Ed Markey is, he did he co-write the uh, Green New Deal, co-write the New Green Green New 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 Deal with AOC. Um, and I think he he's been in this seat for a long time. He's not he's an incumbent, right? But he was challenged by Joe Kennedy. And yes, he is a descendant of JFK. Um, And it was, and uh, Kennedy has never lost a primary in Massachusetts until now. So Ed Markey has beaten him. It's a big win for progressives. So, yeah, it's great. All right. So, our first video is of Tucker, my my, my guy here. Um, He's going to tell us why climate protests are not. Let me, let me reiterate, not about the environment. Um, and if he says something wrong, which he will, um, I got this magical Google Doc here, um, and I have links to say that, uh, to prove him wrong, so we'll start. Also, any of the guys in the podcast um, chat, if you want to j- like comment on it or something, just tell me. And I will pause it, and you can say your whatever.
2: Good evening, and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Millions of school children across America, and in fact around the world, skipped school today. They weren't playing hooky; they were instead participating in a coordinated left-wing political protest. It was called Climate Strike. So naturally, MSNBC was there to cheer them on. New York City is the.
0: When when did that happen again? What was that last year? I remember did they do one for gun safety? Samantha, are you alive?
1: Climate one was a year ago. Yes,
0: I'm here. The climate one was a year ago. Did they do we there was a yeah. gun one too, right? Yeah, that was
1: two yeah. years. Ago, what that I think.
0: That was two that years, was years ago. Alright, whatever. Two years ago. But so just so you know, this isn't the first time this has happened.
2: Home base for these protests. School officials, public school officials, are allowing nearly one million students to cut classes.
0: Some of the
3: signs, by the way, that I've seen so far for this rally are just absolutely fantastic. Look, I am not in favor of encouraging people to skip class, but if there's a cause that isn't important, this is it. So good on you for going out there and telling people what really matters. Congratulations
2: to you and those like you around the world. Congratulations on skipping school. (laughs) Throughout the day, news
0: anchors are- <laughs> Oh, did you hear that roast? Tucker roasted them. Did you hear that? Everyone, did you hear that? He roasted them because he because they were skipping school, and he was like, "You skipped school," and he said, "Good job." Isn't that funny? Why aren't you guys laughing? Why aren't you guys laughing? haha <laughs> All right, we'll continue. Uh-huh.
2: Assured the viewers that the strike was in fact being led by the kids. They were lying, of course. Like all activist movements, the climate strike was organized by cynical adults adults hoping to exploit children for political purposes
0: but. obviously what obviously dude obviously it's the adults said... it's the radical adults that called every child in every school and said please walk out to promote my leftist agenda and of course it there's absolutely no way that kids thought i want to grow up in a in a on a planet you know there's no way that because all the
1: adults want the kids out of school. Uh, to, That's the thing. They don't. This, this want them is just learning.
0: another leftist power grab. You're, you're absolutely right. There's no way the kids just thought, you know what? I want to stand up for something in protest. They're, they're too dumb. That's why they can't vote.
1: The
2: the sad. Today I is agree. So. That the strike was about the environment. It was not
0: environment. The, environment.
2: <laughs> the main goal of the protesters in this country, for example, was to implement Alexandria casio cortezs Green New Deal. You'll remember from just a few months ago that the Green New Deal is not about the environment. In fact,
0: not true. It's literally the entire thing is about the environment. Let's keep going.
2: all about the environment. The whole thing is the environment. We're quoting now. We really think of it as a how do you change the entire economy thing. End quote. But that's
0: because you kind of. You kind of got to change the economy to to kind of help the environment because the economy's kind of you know, built upon like uh, fossil fuels. I don't know if you heard of it, but it's kind of built on that. We'll keep going. You.
2: The environmental movement itself has all but given up on the environment. Don't believe it? Look around. Is our country cleaner than it was? No, it's dirtier and it's more crowded and it gets more of both of those things every year. The left doesn't care.
1: He's proving our
0: point. I don't even, I don't even know how to begin with that point because, like, like, is the population? It's more crowded. Like, <laughs> what's the argument there? Like, guys, they don't care about the environment anymore. There's more people. You know, like, what? What's he going for? And the 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 country is dirtier. All right. It's like, yeah, it is. That's what we're kind of trying to fix. We're trying to fix the environment. All right. Anyone have a comment? Nice.
1: I just right. love the way Tucker talks.
0: Yeah, I love how he. He's kind of like the inverse of Ben Shapiro, which is fascinating because it works at both ends. He's like, here. What's a good Tucker sentence? That's like, it's like, oh, you want to. Pander to the leftist mob? Well, they don't want you. What they want is no more cows. I love it. God, so attractive. They're
2: cheering it on. Why? Because they want power. And in climate change, they found an emergency big enough to justify grabbing more power. In fact, taking control of everything. Don't believe Mm. it. Check out the Manifesto of Youth. Manifesto. The group leading today's strike. (laughs) The document calls for, up. among other things, state-owned banks, single-payer healthcare, affordable housing, expanded rights for sexual minorities, etc. Now you
0: may agree with those political goals. All right, so goals, he acts like so those have don't do have anything. Oh God, he's still going. Oh God. Whatever. Okay. Um, he acts like that has nothing to do with the environment. Um, but that's just not true. Um. What are you saying? Let's go back.
2: Rights for sexual minorities. Oh, right. The document calls for, among other things,
0: state-owned banks. All right. State-owned banks. Let's begin with state-owned banks. So I've got my little thing here. Uh, article from NRDC.org, and it says public banks will help fight climate change. Isn't that great? Um, so basically it says the oldest – Uh, public bank is in north dakota don't know if you knew that epic fact and it was established in 1919 and it's donated or it's returned a billion dollars to the state through the general fund infrastructure disaster relief and other special programs so what the manifesto is calling for is here i'm going to switch back to discord um is calling for more money for like programs in disaster relief. And you know with climate change, you know what it causes? Disasters, disaster. national disasters. Yeah, 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 Good. Good. Good call and response there. Um, um so how does it work? I to think
1: really hard for that one.
0: You give money to banks, the banks give out loans and the loans help um institutions like in california Oh, it says it talks about like natural disasters um so there's that um what else does he say single-payer health care single-payer health care um that's not so much to help the environment but uh to like help people who have been impacted like in flint with uh lead with uh, in the brain and um in places like cancer alley where you have higher rates of cancer, places near coal factories, where you have higher uh, rates of asthma. So that's what the Medicare for All is.
2: Affordable housing.
0: Affordable housing, uh, they want people to get out of the areas which are near chemical plants. So they don't want them to stay there. So that's how it. Ha- it's, this is basically reparations for environmental damage that the country has already done.
2: Expanded rights for sexual minorities.
0: Alright, expanded rights for sexual minorities. That one, I'm stumped. I don't even know if that's true, but can you help me how that helps the environment? I mean, it's great. I I agree with it. He
4: he
1: listed there like like it's a big problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, Well, his whole thing is that it's not about the environment and all those things are about the environment. This is just the one that I was like, you know i guess not but like why even bring I it up
1: that it
2: that's even there. in there yeah <laughs> etc now you may agree with those political goals or you may disagree but what do they have to do with the environment i just told you obviously nothing but whatever nothing story. absolutely nothing others is now demanding the united states begin admitting what he calls climate refugees into our country maybe in your neighborhood
0: so this is a thing that tucker does a lot So if you watch his show, what he'll do is he'll take something that's actually kind of rational and he'll spin it as radical. So he'll take a student protest about the environment and then he'll flip it to Bernie Sanders saying to accept refugees just to scare people. And that in turn turns them against – sorry, hit my mic – turns them against the student protests because now student protests somehow – mean that we're accepting climate refugees
2: that would include everyone south of miami or north of buenos aires all of now have a right to move here because climate so what are the chances of something like that passing congress you ask well right around zero not true congress will never pass a law allowing that and so that means in order to get what they want progressives will have to bypass congress not to mention voters themselves and they'd like to do that. Watch as Colorado Senator Michael Bennett explains that the main thing in the way of his climate agenda is, yes, democracy. I think this is a test that's not well understood by some of the candidates in the race and not what has not been well debated is is our democracy up to this task? And that is a really non-trivial question. Because I mean it clearly isn't right now. So far, we have not. We haven't been. <laughs> and 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 when you lose a national race, as we did in 16 to a climate denier, that creates a real concern.
0: All right. So, a lot to unpack in that one. But I think the number one question is why is Michael Bennett's face so small? Like, look at the palette on this man's face, and look how small the features are. Like, where are his eyes? Like, he's squinting, but his eyes are gone you said charlie kirk that's a good i that's a good example but like this is just such an abnormal like you ever seen regular show we,
1: we, we can't you can't be weird
0: him you ever seen regular show <laughs> you can answer have you ever seen regular show
1: no <laughs> yes
0: okay y- you know pops <laughs> this is pops right here this is pops So, here, let me pull up a picture of Pop's Pops (laughs) regular show. All right, look at this. This is Michael Bennett. And this is literally (laughs) Michael Bennett. Look at this. Okay, sorry. That was off topic. But um, what Tucker's trying to scare you about is that Democrats want to destroy democracy. That's not true. The context of this interview is they were talking about the lobbying in the environment. And they were like the lobbyists are I find lobbying.
1: it interesting that he's making this point as he is talking about how protests should not happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's like, wait, cause he cause protests are democracy, and then he's like, Well the left hate democracy, but but when it's when it's against me, well, that's just not nice.
2: Is our democracy up to the task?
0: It's not. Unfortunately, it's just not.
2: If you're even asking that question, you're missing the point.
0: Mm. I think I think Tucker here is missing the broader point. You know, sorry, I'm pausing too much.
2: Because democracy is the point. But damn, democracy says the left—it's standing in the way of us getting control of every detail of your life. We'll have to do something about that. That is their position. In the meantime, though, the left has a backup plan. It's the same as it always has been propaganda. Another demand of the youth climate strike group is what they're calling, quote, comprehensive climate change education. They want it for children aged five to 14, five years old. Why so young? Well, because and again, we're quoting here. Impressionability is high during that developmental stage, end quote. In other words- All right.
0: So this is, again, taken out of context. Um, they want it. Hey, guys. Sorry. Um, looks like the recording cut out for this part for a little bit. Um, I don't know why. It's our first podcast, so we're just kind of getting used to it. Um, probably won't happen again. But what we were saying, just to bridge the gap between it stopped and started again, um, we were saying that basically Tucker's criticism of how like they started teaching about climate change young isn't valid because they teach it young so that people grow up. Um, like knowing the facts and not like making up their own conspiracies, like what's happening now. Um, and I think Samantha brought up the example of evolution and she'll talk about that in a second, but uh, yeah, so it cut out. This is just to catch you up. All right, we're back. We had some difficulties, some technical difficulties, but we shall return. Um, let's continue with Tucker. We were just saying, what'd you say about evolution? Can you finish that thought?
1: Oh, it's just like the concept of teaching climate change in school is the same as teaching evolution in school. Like it's science. Like how so? Even if some people oh, like it's just fact. It.
0: Oh, I see. But like it's kind of different because like that's like people object to that because of religion. Okay. And if you guys want to pause it and say something, you can just tell me.
2: And there you have the modern left's climate agenda. No drinking straws, no automobiles, no airplanes, no meat, no demand. No meat. In their place, endless propaganda and a parade of 15-year-old red guards yelling at you to stay in line. That's what they're promising. All
0: of a sudden, the future really does. That sounds clear. fantastic, honestly.
1: Is he scared of 15-year-olds?
0: He's scared of marching band kids, which are, like, historically the the least threatening people in our population. Um... But there's a lot- there's a lot to say- oh, sh- I'm gonna cut that one out, but John Oliver's playing. Okay, there we go. <laughs> that was- oh, that would have been awful. Last thing I want is to talk about, Tucker Carlson, and then immediately hear a British person. I don't know why, but this sounds awful. Alright, what do you- what do we have to say about that video? Do you think it- do you think it illustrates a larger, um, problem in the right's rhetoric? All right, who cares? Um next episode of reaction um we have Shapiro. Now, Shapiro claims to use facts and logic, which is why I have a lot of bullet points here with links, but the thing you'll find out is that a lot of his facts and logic are not facts. Um and they're wrong. So, or he'll they are facts and he'll spin them Oh wait, I already have this open, I think. And he'll spin them so that they sound like they support his argument, but really he's just supporting the other argument. Uh, My question is about climate change. So if I remember
1: correctly, I I heard you once say in a video that you do believe that human activity does have some sort of uh, effect on the climate. So uh, one, I would just like you to explain a little bit of your understanding about climate change. Sure. And another question is, are there any government policies that you would support in terms of to mitigate cl-
0: carbon emissions, uh, um,
4: yeah. Okay, so uh, the so my perspective on climate change is, number one, I'm not a climatologist, but accepting the IPCC reports, you have to take into account the fact that modeling has been wrong for 20 to 30 years. It's always been overestimating the amount of climate change that's actually taken place. But ber- So that here's
0: another thing that he does a lot, is he'll start by denying the science, and then he'll go into the science and then try to use it to his benefit.
4: Truly, every reputable scientist, including folks who are, who are called skeptics, believe that the climate is warming. There's an argument about as to how much. And that over 50% of that warming is probably attributable to human activity.
0: Now that raises other... So he'll insert words like probably in there to just throw you off like it's not a big deal. But the report doesn't say probably. Questions, which is... And I don't even know if the report exists. I didn't even look it up. But it probably doesn't exist. But I'm just noting the probably stuck in there.
4: Okay, so let's say the earth is warming. What kind of damage is that actually going to do? And this is a serious question, right? Let's say that the earth is warming and we're causing it. Does that mean that it's the day after tomorrow and massive floods in New York and Dennis Quaid running around with Jake Gyllenhaal trying to avoid the freeze? No, it doesn't, right? It means over the course of the next hundred years that the water level is going to rise a, a rather predictable number of inches or feet, and then humans will migrate based on those weather patterns as humans have done since human beings. All right.
0: So we've all heard this one before. This one has kind of become a meme. Um of course, human beings migrating like they always have is a little more complicated now when the entire state of Florida is underwater. Um and we have a little, we have some more complicated things where you can't just pick up your stuff and move inland. You know, there's a little more to that. Uh for his precious economy-wise that too. Um yeah. Anything to say? Yeah.
1: Oh, I just, I keep thinking of the keyword now when I hear him talk. Oh. <laughs> you so know, maybe we can,
0: I, I just would love.
1: Let's continue.
0: Okay. I love Ben, you know. And, and this is apparently the uh, the lead philosopher thinker on the right. So, you know, if we d- we debunk him. It's all over,
4: honestly. Beings became human beings and started walking on two feet. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm a little more sanguine about the possibility of long term climate change than a lot of the catastrophists seem to assume that there's going to be tremendous damage done. All the talk, for example, about the storms are becoming that more severe and they're, they're, they're doing that much more damage. The statistics really don't back that up. What they really back Wait, up is pause, that we're just building more.
5: Pause. Okay. It has been proven. Yep. That hurricanes will get stronger.
0: That was my first because
1: link. the ocean is getting warmer, and hurricanes eat off of warm water. It just makes sense. I don't know the where he's getting this information in, from. In fifth grade? Yeah, a elementary so, schooler could debunk him. Exactly. So
0: this is a .gov website <laughs> about global change. In the first sentence... Is the intensity, frequency, and duration of North Atlantic hurricanes, as well as the frequency of the strongest Category 4 and 5 hurricanes, have all increased since the early 1980s. This took one Google search. Literally one Google search. North Atlantic, boom. Alright. Alright, fine. Let's continue with this, Chad
4: stuff in the path of hurricanes that we're building more expensive stuff in the path of hurricanes uh, and so
0: that sounds right but it's not um if we if there were less hurricane we've we've had stuff there forever and as things grow you know that's just not the right argument you know that doesn't debunk the fact that i just showed you that the hurricanes are higher increasing and if they keep increasing because you know most cities are by the coast because they have like imports or whatever. Um, when you're by the coast, better chance you're a city. So those cities will continue to grow while, like you just saw, the hurricanes will continue to get stronger and break them down. So this argument that he's about to make that, oh, there's, they're not doing more damage, it's just the things they're destroying are more expensive, does not really hold up.
4: So when the storms break that stuff, then it's more expensive for us to fix that stuff.
0: Because the everyone laughs because it's like, oh, yeah, but it's stupid.
4: Number of hurricanes actually hasn't changed markedly over time. Lie. Uh, wh- and when folks say the intensity of hurricanes has changed, what they really mean is that the amount of, Lie. Cost, of cost associated with the hurricane has changed. Uh, as far as what should be done about that? Well, the biggest problem that you have is a serious collective action problem. Let's assume that you really think that there's a huge problem. You still have to decide whether you believe what. Let's put it this way. What level of climate change requires what level of. Cutbacks in terms of the global economy. So the fo- uh, there, there's a, a fellow whose name escapes me right now, who just won the Nobel Prize in Economics, who legitimately made his entire career out of studying the economics of climate change. When does he think that intervention economically is called for? He says that until he believes that over the next century there's 3.5 degrees centigrade of climate. All right,
0: everyone heard him, right? He said, or wait, let me change let, 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 let that. I'm intervention
4: finish. actually would be counterproductive. It would cost more." to intervene than it would to actually allow the damage to take place and just cope with it.
0: Okay. So he said, he said, as long as the global temperature doesn't rise above 3.5 degrees centigrade in the next century, action would, would be more expensive than inaction and cleaning up. That's what he said. So 3.5 in the next century. Um, So, if we go down here, this is Vox. Um, I have to find it. It's quite far down. It says, The scenario for the future emissions predict whether in 2050, so that's not even the end of the century, that's in 30 years, will ri- rise 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit, which isn't centigrade. Um, but down here, unprecedented, many scientists believe we've already made irreversible change, that we're already on course For at least 2 degrees or 3.5 of warming by mid-century. So again, 2050. And a second one here is a graph from climateactiontracker.org. And it predicts that by 2100, so that is the end of the century, we have about 4.1 to 4.8 degrees Celsius hotter. And the current policies we have are not doing enough as you see there 3.2 but the warming project or current policies like that are being presented 2.8 to 3.2 but what we're on track to right now 4.1 to 4.8 so he just proved that yes action now would and this was in 2019 so um, action now would save us money
4: the all the almighty dollar Because the economy is going to continue to grow over time. Uh, So I I don't see any reason why I think that I would know better than he does. Um, It's also a a basic fact that the only countries that have really been abiding by any of the the attempts to reduce climate change have been extraordinarily developed countries. Developing countries have no interest in sacrificing their own people at the altar of climate
0: (sighs) And this might be the stupidest one. Um, Because he's like, he's like, oh, only the developed ones are leading the charge, but like a Course, is that what are we expecting? African countries to make these extraordinary breakthroughs in technology? No, we're not. What needs to happen are we is
1: supposed to be a developed country.
0: Yeah, what we need is the developed countries to lead the charge and give and say we need the U.S. to say, "Hey, China or hey, Chad in Africa, here's a solar panel. It's cheaper than China's coal." And it produces no waste. So you just set them up and you have electricity and they'll be like, oh, thank you. Th- these are cheap. These are cheaper than the coal. That's fantastic. And then they'll take them and then that will be great. So his argument that that, that that the smaller countries aren't leading the charge is kind of stupid. Also, they don't produce as much as the larger countries. So, stupid.
4: Climate change and the number one reducer in emissions over the past year was actually the United States. I mean, the United States pulls out of the Paris Accords.
0: The Paris Accords, by the way. I think that's that also might be the funniest part. He's like, the the biggest reducer is the United States, and then he says, and then we pulled out of the Paris Accords. So it's like, well, thank you for that.
4: We did nothing. They were completely useless. Uh, they, they weren't did,
0: completely useless. They were like the Green New Deal, but for the world.
4: Basically, sign a piece of paper saying you you don't like climate change. Okay, fine. I signed it. Yay. And
0: and that again is the stupidest thing. Why would why if it's nothing, then why would we pull out of it?
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Why would we pull out of something if it's nothing? That's like the dumbest argument.
4: And then everybody's like, oh, we solved climate change. No, you didn't. Um, the, the, what does solve climate change is technological progress. Uh, and technological progress has led to a reduction in carbon emissions in the United States. It will not lead to a reduction in carbon emissions in developing countries for another 10 to 15 years, including places like China. So it's, it's a complex issue. And all the folks who are basically like, let's just kill capitalism. And good luck with that.
0: So, what you just saw there was the smartest person on earth owning liberals. And, you know, there's nothing I love to see more than that. That is
1: the, you dislike the video.
0: Yeah, whatever. You know, it deserved it. I mean, but
1: kind of triggered Joey. Do you have any,
0: do you, does anyone have anything to say about that one? I mean, there's a lot to say about it, but, I mean, I don't even know if it's worth I it. I
1: mean, he did a really good job of trying to minimize... Like, every problem. Yeah, he tried to... First, he claimed
0: the science wasn't real. And then he quoted the science for his argument when it didn't support his argument. And then he just tried to bring up problems that have nothing to do with it. And I I, I think I really like him. Uh, Because of that, I think I I might be, be conservative now. But, um... So we have to talk about the next video. Now, I'm going to say... I'm going to pause it once, because there's one thing that he shows that needs to be disproven. But he kind of speaks for himself. And this man is Alex Jones. And this beautiful creature um has assembled everything he has to say about the environment. Or not everything, but a lot. Um And you know, you can't if you have if you're not familiar with Alex Jones, he's I mean, I He's an he, entertainer. he really does speak for himself, so I'm just going to play it. I'm not going to interrupt until he gets to that one point where I have to pause it and say that is wrong, but let's go
3: humans have intentionally modified weather for military purposes and climate control for decades so how do we know all this freak weather isn't caused by that governments are manipulating the weather with lasers you have been fed mindless tripe to the point that most people can't even understand what i'm saying right now dealing with the solar winds and also magnetic effects of the earth in relationship to moon cycles they're back on the news saying polar bears can't swim under u.s code title 50 chapter 32 subsection 1528 paragraph B, why the sun seems to be dimming.
0: I'm sorry, I had to I had to do it there. This is one of my favorite parts. I, I like to think that he reads with his middle finger. B, why like look, he's he's under he's w- with his he's so he's always flipping you off. Every time you watch Alex Jones, you're being flipped off. And that What is that noise?
1: Oh my god, sorry. I'm <laughs> I thought I was muted.
0: All right, that's wonderful, but he's flipping you off. Like, do you look at this. He's flipping you off. All right, whatever. The
3: sun seems to be dimming. Man-made chemtrails. There's more interactions with polar bears and grizzlies as well. They're finding a lot of grizzly kills uh, because the polar bears are about twice as more powerful. Just rip their heads off. The whole thing about claiming it's the carbon we put out. The earth is carbon-starved. There's a carbon cycle that's the big story i want to get to the globalists want to tax if they can tax oh, oxygen shoot. carbon dioxide water or sunlight they have total control over the whole life cycle of the planet there are reports 400 years ago uh, in british fleet journals uh in, in historical books i've read about snow uh in the summer in the caribbean the government's answer is oh this is global warming causing uh, the coldest temperatures is,
0: is the caribbean below the equator no right I don't think so. But if it was, that would be so funny.
3: (laughs) 1,000 years.
0: Because if carbon's
3: toxic, they've got to surveil it. Thus, they have a jurisdiction to control our lives. And, you know, tornadoes are way down. Uh, of course, they of course they lie and say they're way up to try to get carbon taxes. A lot of the so-called Doppler Towers are really weather control towers. Oh, it's for the Earth and global warming satellites. It's all lies. The U.S. has a giant weather weapon hidden in front of everybody in every town and city. I don't know if this was a weather weapon or not, but... And there's weather wars between different governments. They can, with the right weather uh, conditions, they can create and steer... Uh, groups of tornadoes. In the 60s, they could create, control, and steer or kill hurricanes. Of course, there's weather weapon stuff going on. We'd die without sunlight. We'd die. We'd be absolute zero in a matter of days. The sun is the complete driver. Everything else isn't even a few percentage points in the different metric breakdowns. Not thermal energy. It doesn't even show up compared to that giant Thermonuclear Fireball! This polar bear desperately looks for a place to sleep the night, but can't find it. Look, the, oh, uh, these penguins are under the same assault. The most powerful land animal may also be the most powerful sea animal, swimming more than 300 miles to hunt whale. With one arm, it hauls in an over 1,000-pound beluga bull. Boom! Drags it in onto the onto the ice. All I know is... Earths being manipulated. This is hardcore serious. Now, that's it for InfoWars nightly news. All
0: right, so obviously there's a lot to say about that. Um I think he actually had the strongest argument out of all three of them. If I'm going to be honest, because his argument about um uh weather weapons, it technically can't be disproven. So there you go. Like I think he, I think he had the most powerful one.
1: Some days I wish the only news was Alex Jones. I mean, what a wonderful world we live
0: in. I mean, I don't know how people watch his stuff and are like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like.
1: His voice is so unsettling.
0: I know he's so he's like a like the heaviest smoker, and he's like. But like, how does someone hear weather weapon, and they're like, you know what? That's it. That's the one.
1: I think people just fall down those like rabbit holes, and as soon as you distrust something a little bit, you start to make excuses for everything else. Like, I don't believe NASA. Yeah. I, I mean, fact, that's
5: thing,
0: I but. mean, it's certainly like a, a blissful world to be like. Climate change isn't happening because weather weapons, and then you like go about your day. You're like, oh, I'm not gonna die in 50 years. Like, uh, so it's it's not it's easier to accept that than the alternative. But is it really? I don't know. Um, there was one thing that um he pulled up that I was like, this is so stupid. It was this article, and it was Antarctica is gaining more ice than it's losing, and he used it. To say it's not happening. And then literally right under it says, no, no. global warming hasn't been canceled. So he's literally showing it. And I found the article that he's talking about. And this is Shapiro. I need Jones. So this is the one he was talking about. Arctic ice melt. Nope. That's not the one he was talking about. This is the one he was talking about. Uh, This one. He said this. It says that uh, gains of Arctic sea ice greater than losses. Um, but they said it, it's it's a, from snow accumulation from a process 10,000 years ago. Um, and they said something down here that I really don't want to look for. Um, he said that it measured small height changes over large areas. Uh, our main disagreement is for East Antarctica and the interior of West Antarctica... There we see ice gain that exceeds the losses in other areas. Um, so basically, the, what it is is that it's gaining um, ice from the snow, and the snow is from the increased moisture. So it's not ice, it's snow. And then this is another one, and that was in 2015. This one's more recent. I think it was a couple months ago. And here, they, NASA, the same people, acknowledge that Arctic ice is melting. So... It probably wasn't even worth my time to disprove him, but you know what? I I couldn't find anything against weather weapons. So Am I saying that they yeah, exist?
1: tell us the the carbon cycle where I was a very
0: Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. I mean, talk about it. I've been talking too much.
1: It's like if you learn about the carbon cycle, there's a difference between all the carbon that's moving around and carbon dioxide that's being like, certain in the atmosphere. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't Isn't, know if Kathy wants like, to jump in.
0: It's like it's a cycle, like in the name, so it keeps getting recycled. But when you introduce more carbon that's been in the floor for like millions of years, yes, it adds carbon. So there's more carbon. He
1: he highlighted the problem. You know. Really.
0: We just need- Oh, that was a good one. Oh, I have one from AOC. This makes me- This one's a, a feel-good moment. She did this today, I think.
5: About our constituents. And-
0: I'm not going to pause it because basically everything she says is right. Um, let me switch to it.
5: And all of our lives, Iowa, Nebraska, broad swath- swaths of the Midwest are drowning right now underwater farms towns that will never be recovered and never come back and we're here and and people are more concerned about helping oil companies than helping their own families i don't think so i don't think so this is about our lives this is about american lives and it should not be partisan when we talk about uh the concern of the environment as an elitist concern One year ago, I was waitressing in a taco shop in downtown Manhattan. I just got health insurance for the first time a month ago. This is not an elitist issue. This is a quality of life issue. You want to tell people that their concern and their desire for clean air and clean water is elitist? Tell that to the kids in the South Bronx, which are suffering from the highest rates of childhood asthma in the country. Tell that to the families in Flint, whose kids, have their blood is ascending in in lead levels. Their brains are damaged for the rest of their lives. Call them elitist. You're telling them that those kids are trying to get on a plane to Davos? People are dying. They are dying. And the response across the other side of the aisle is to introduce an amendment five minutes before a hearing and a markup. This is serious. This should not be a partisan issue. This is about our constituents and all of our lives. Iowa, Nebraska, broad swaths, swaths of the Midwest are drowning right now underwater. This is kind of a repeat that will never be recovered and never come back and we're here and and people are more concerned about Helping oil companies than helping their own families. I don't think so. I don't think so This is about our lives. This is about American lives and it should not be partisan science should not be partisan We are facing a national crisis and if we do not ascend to that crisis if we do not ascend to the, to, to the levels in which we were threatened at the Great Depression, when we were threatened in World War II, if we do not ascend to those levels, if we tell the American public that we are more willing to invest and bail out big banks than we are willing to invest in our farmers and our urban families, then I don't know what we're here doing. I don't know what we're here doing. You know, we talk about cost. We're gonna pay for this whether we pass a green new deal or not because as towns and cities go underwater as wildfires ravage our communities we are going to pay and we're either have we're either going to decide if we're going to pay to react or if we're going to pay to be proactive i mean she said it
0: i mean what she
1: said is so true
0: I mean It will
1: cost two trillion annually by twenty one hundred if we don't do anything.
0: That's like social security. No, that's the defense budget. It will cost as much as defense. I mean, aren't you happy you have her in Congress though? <laughs> aren't you happy about that?
1: If only we had more people representing
0: I know, but, like, I mean, we got Ed Markey again. It's a win in my book.
1: That's true.
0: It's true. We don't have another Kennedy. All right. I have more vids. I hate that I call it a vid. Ugh. But. Um, Not know who Ed
1: Markey no, was before. I saw the news today.
0: <laughs> and she oh, calls really? herself an activist. I. i never called myself an activist. Alright team. I've got several videos that we can continue or we can stop. Um, But the ones that we have left are my Eden video from freshman year. Which is honestly fantastic. And I'm very upset because I worked so hard on that. And then he didn't even grade it. Um, But we also have some Karen videos I thought I mean we've we've done a lot about the environment I thought we could you know a little branch out um, and enjoy these videos I mean they're very good I have four of them and I also have four reddit posts that I do not want to show um at all um and I've labeled them untouchable because i I refuse to touch them so what do you want to do you want to continue this or do you want to just like talk about something
1: I I'm down for continuing. I'm always down
0: to watch some Karens. Karens videos. Alright, well, let's start with my yeah. let's start with my evening. An hour. an hour? Yeah, it's, what's what's time check?
1: almost four. Melanie. Melanie, time we check. Could, yeah, we let's save it for the
0: next episode. How many minutes Ten. remaining? Ten. Why is this playing still? Alright. Uh, let's just watch my Eden video and then wrap it up. Sound good? All right. Get ready to have your socks literally blown off, all right? Um, right? 1080p, of course. Listen to this, like, iMovie editing. All right, I'll shut up. Flowing more than 200 miles through North Carolina and Virginia, the Dan River is a beautiful passage. But- hey guys, sorry, the recording cut out again. Uh, we had some pretty bad issues this episode with the uh, recording, but um, I think we'll definitely get it fixed by the next one. Really what was left, what got cut out was the Eden PSA that I made freshman year and um, the outro. Um, so if you really, really want to see the Eden PSA, um, we can show it next week or in the next podcast. But um, you know, you're really not missing much, but this this was the first episode of the Green podcast. What, what do we what do we call this thing? The Green Podcast, Greencast. That's what we call it. This was the first uh, episode of Greencast um i hope you liked it i know there were some issues with the audio or not the audio with the uh, video um it was a little choppy but the audio seemed fine uh, except for the parts that got cut out so we'll try to fix that for the next one but for now um you know it's just the first episode thank you for watching if you made it this far um and we'll see you later bye